This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, fellow investors. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is our Thursday, August 22nd, 2019 edition of Invest Talk. And as always, there's a lot of news uh, in the market today. We're going to touch on a lot of that. But ultimately, our goal each and every weekday is to get to your questions, to answer the things that are on your mind relating to money, finance, markets, investing, saving, whatever it is when it comes to your money and your financial future, we are open for your questions. Now, our goal each and every day on Invest Talk is to help you achieve your own personal version of financial freedom. It's different for everybody based on your income, your expenses, your lifestyle, etc. The way to financial freedom for you is going to look different than your friend, family member, neighbor, etc. Now, we do this each and every weekday with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. This isn't CNBC, okay? Now, today on this hour, I'm going to do my best to move you along your own path. Take that next step, okay? Now, our anytime listener line is open right now at 888 chart You can ask your questions live, or if you're listening after hours, maybe on the podcast archive, then you can call, leave a message, and we'll answer it on a future show. Now, a quick programming note here. One week from today, August 29th, I'll be welcoming welcoming a returning guest expert to help talk about real estate. His name is Chevy Ackerson. He's a leading real estate professional. He has served in the capacity of investor, advisor, and agent for going on 20 years now. He owns investment properties all over the country from long-term buy and holds to short-term uh, rentals. He's flipped properties, a lot of experience, so I think that's going to be interesting next Thursday. And you can call in live with your questions then, so tell your friends, family members, etc. Now, my main talking point today concerns this story. According to the CEO of Target, the smoldering U.S.-China trade war creates problems for retailers because uncertainty and complexity make it more difficult to plan and manage their business. I'm going to touch on that and what... One of the largest retailers in America says applies to so many other businesses and what that kind of thought process is that he's having and how that applies to the market and the economy as a whole. So that's our main talking point today. Also, Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole started today. What is Jackson Hole? I'm going to talk about that as a conference for central bankers. And Jerome Powell is actually going to speak tomorrow, so I'm going to touch on that whole conference, what it means for financial markets, what their goal is. It happens every year. So if you don't, and at the same time, near the end of August every year. So this uh, this is something everyone should have on their calendar if they're if they're studying what central banks are going to be doing. This is a big event really the biggest event outside of individual Fed meetings. So we're going to touch on that. Also, elder abuse. This is an area now that 10,000 baby boomers retire each and every day. 
That means that soon, if you're not already there for maybe some of your parents or grandparents, they're getting up in age to where they could be abused financially. And we're going to touch on that and maybe ways to help avoid, help them avoid, help your family avoid dealing with that type of situation. And then lastly, we're going to touch a little bit more on the U.S.-China trade war and what it's likely going to look like going forward. So that's what's on my mind today. That's what I want to I, I want to discuss. But ultimately, what I really want to discuss what is whatever you are thinking about. It could be about an individual stock, uh, an asset class. Maybe it's commodities. Maybe it's gold and silver. Maybe it's oil. Maybe it's copper. Maybe it's agriculture. Maybe it's bonds, negative interest rates. Maybe it's a growth sector, tech. Whatever is on your mind, I want to hear from you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278 is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. Now, let's check in on the market today. We had a modest down day, nothing too crazy. NASDAQ was down about four-tenths of 1%. Small caps were down three-tenths of 1%, almost four-tenths of 1%. SPY, S&P 500, down about 15 basis points, 0.15%. And All World Index, down about a quarter of a percent. So a very modest down day in the overall markets. We started up, faded, rallied a little bit throughout the day, and ultimately had a pretty decent sell-off the last five or 10 minutes or so. Uh, And we still remain, on the S&P at least, in kind of a trading range that we entered right after the Fed meeting late last month. And, you know, we sold off on disappointment that the Fed said this is just a mid-cycle adjustment is their language, right? And the fact that they didn't signal more means that the market was not very happy. The market wants the Fed to inject liquidity and I think that's what they're going to be looking for here from Jackson Hole speech tomorrow and going into the Fed decision next month which right now markets are pricing in another quarter point cut but maybe they go more and that's what I have planned for today's show but first let's grab a question from our anytime listener line at 888-99 chart yes my name is Daniel and my question is what's the best company to invest with uh, like a somewhere I can have a broker to help me invest and stuff like that. Thank you. Well, you're, it sounds like what you're saying is what broker should you have your account with? Uh, and there are a lot of solid brokers out there. I know what, two, three years ago, we're an independent advisor, right? So we aren't tied to a Schwab or a Merrill Lynch or, you know, a big firm, right? But we use TD Ameritrade for our client accounts, new, new clients uh, we set up there. And that's where we manage the accounts through. So for us, when we went through that due diligence process of uh, of interviewing Schwab and Fidelity and, uh, you know, all the big ones, I think we interviewed seven or eight different uh, of the large brokerage firms, we settled on TD Ameritrade for price, uh, consumer, uh, customer service, technology, et cetera. Uh, But there are other benefits to other platforms. Schwab has uh, pretty good research. Uh, You're going to get maybe a lot more hands-on help if you want to call them up and and, and ask maybe one of their advisors a question. You're probably going to get a a little bit more more help. 
um, if you want to do it on your own, but you want a little assistance there. Uh, I think Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, they're going to be lower cost, maybe better technology, uh, better better systems overall, I think. But you're not going to get quite the help that you're going to get maybe from a, a Schwab, shall I say. So it de- really depends on your goals. So it's hard for me to say, oh, what's the best broker to use? It's really what type of research do you want? Like TD Ameritrade on the on the uh, institutional side, sorry, on the on the retail side, you have a platform called Thinkorswim, which is a very robust research charting uh, platform that really is easy to use, very robust, and 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 just one of the best platforms out there. But you're not going to get that hands-on help unless you're working with an advisor, kind of like like us. Hope that helped. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. I want to thank you for making this program a part of your routine. Steve and I do our very best to make it interesting and hopefully instructive each and every show. And whenever you have an investment question, I encourage you to explore our podcast library. You can search, listen, subscribe, and rate the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888 chart. It's been a wild ride in the market, so strap on your wrist belt and pop in your earbuds. This is Invest Talk, and now more than ever, you need unbiased investing guidance. Tell your investor friends and neighbors that Justin Klein is on duty and taking listener questions now. 888-99-CHART. Now, let's take a quick look at some key benchmark numbers for today. The inverted yield curve situation kind of seesawed back and forth today uh, and ended up, I believe it ended up inverted, but for a minute, it was uninverted, shall we say. Uh, It was upward sloping or or flat, I guess you could say. So that continues to kind of go back and forth, uh, and that's going to be dependent on what the Fed does. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Now, the two-year, the, the gold was down a touch, drop a little bit below that 1500 level, and continues to be kind of in this consolidation, slow, moderate pullback phase. I mean, the last, before today, the last couple of days, gold was up. Um, so it's very modest, and I think just working off an overbought situation. And as long as we stay above kind of the 1425 area from a technical perspective, it remains in a very bullish stance, kind of medium term. So I still believe gold on this pullback is something you want to be allocating more and more to in your portfolio. Now, but Bitcoin was at $10,000 per coin, continues to consolidate this move that happened early in the year and been consolidating around this 9000 to 11000 range for a while now. And the big question is, which way will it break? You know, long term, I think still cryptocurrency has a place and will continue to evolve and develop. But I don't know if Bitcoin's ready for prime time now, but that's up for a lot of debate and there's a lot of volatility in the meantime. Now, oil at $56 a barrel, down slightly, gasoline down to $2.60 per gallon, down more than 30 days in a row, 30 days in a row. So this is something that... Typically, there's a correlation between gasoline prices and presidential approval. It's pretty interesting. So this actually should be 
good for Trump's approval rating. And I think thing has come come up a little bit recently, but I thought that was uh, interesting that 30 days in a row, you've seen gasoline prices down. 30-year fixed rate at 3.5%, 3.55%. The all-time low for the 30-year mortgage was at 3.3% back in 2012. So clearly, the refinancing market is getting a rejuvenation, shall we say, and it has given some life to the housing market in general. Clearly, from a price and affordability standpoint, a nice low 3.5% 30-year uh, fixed rate is something that keeps payments down and thus prices for houses up. Now, Apple does not out, not break out sales for products, but they do reveal, reveal sales by region. And one of the reasons why Apple's chart or price has been fairly volatile over the past year or so is because they've been losing market share in China. They get about 18% of their revenues from China. And now Apple has a few ideas that just may help improve iPhone sales in China. And the report is that the new iPhone will now be more camera than iPhone. Pretty interesting. The new iPhone Pro model, which I will be getting, I have a, I have a 7 Plus, it will replace the six, the, the, the 10S line, and it adds a third wider angle rear camera. And I believe they're going to announce it on September 10th, September 12th, I think, are the room. I remember it's a, my birthday, September 11th, so either day before or day after, I believe. Uh, and maybe it's on September 11th, I don't know, it's around that date. And the new iPhone Pros will pack a lot of other features as well. But they'll look similar to what they do now. Okay, so they look similar to what they what they look like now. Which uh, you know, the iPhone really hasn't changed a whole lot physically over the past few years. But internally, that's where you're going to see the continued upgrade. And the big question is, is the hardware going to upgrade going to be big enough for people to upgrade? I know it will be for myself. Now, this is Invest Talk, and many of you might be feeling the urgent need to get your portfolios in shape. Well, no need to panic. You can sit down with myself or Steve for a free financial portfolio review. Steve's August and September appointments, actually his appointment, he has two appointments left for next week. So give us a call. You can sign up at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Summer is moving fast. And your path to financial freedom begins with the right strategy. You've got questions, Steve and Justin have answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight eight nine nine two four two seven eight. That's how you get through and ask your question on today's show. We have about twenty five minutes left, so if you're going to call. Do it sooner rather than later. Now, our main talking point is about the earnings announcement from Target. And not just particularly the earnings announcement and you know what Target is doing per se or how well they're doing, which actually was a very good earnings report. Uh, it's more about what the CEO, Brian Cornell, said. And what he said is that the trade war presents uncertainty and complexity. But he is encouraged by the recent delay in tariffs that were supposed to start 
on what September first, I believe, and now he's delayed it to December fifteenth. And what Trump said was, "We're doing this for the Christmas season," which I thought was an interesting statement because it kind of was an admission that these tariffs are having an impact or would have an impact, right? And maybe increasing prices because a lot of these tariffs or proposed tariffs were going to be on electronics, cell phones, laptops, video game consoles, some types of clothing, shoes, certain toys, etc., which are all things that you typically buy even more during the holiday season. And what the CEO of Target said is, as long as the trade situation remains fluid, it will present an additional layer of uncertainty and complexity as we plan our business. And that's, I think, the key phrase, as we plan our business. So it's saying, we're not exactly impacted much right now, but we're planning how we're going to be impacted, or if we're going to be impacted in the future. So it's going to affect maybe hiring, investing in new infrastructure, investing in new stores. And all of that uncertainty, in my mind, is one of the big drivers of why you've seen a slowdown in economic activity broadly. The biggest slowdown has been in the manufacturing sector. And I think I talked last week how exports to China are down 21% in the first year of the trade war. Why? Because China is increasing tariffs on U.S.-made goods. So that's certainly an impact And if these tariffs were implemented, what do you think China's going to do? Just simply increase tariffs on American goods. They're using the carrot and the stick, where we're just using the stick. Now, Target benefits from what the CEO says is a diverse, multi-category assortment, deep expertise in global sourcing, and sophisticated set of manufacturing partners around the world. That's another thing. This trade war impacts smaller companies, I believe, a lot more than the larger companies. Why? Well, Target has manufacturers products from manufacturers all over the world. Whereas small companies, they typically rely on manufacturing from a small number of countries in the world particularly China. I know one of my best friends. He's the founder and president of a very fast-growing product business doing tens of millions on his way to hundreds of millions of dollars in sales per year. And while a lot of the components of the things that he of his products come from other countries, Japan, Korea, Germany. It's all put together in China, which is frankly what happens with a lot of products. 
Right? Most motors are made in Japan. Most chips and batteries are made in South Korea, for example. But they're imported into China, put together, and exported all over the world, including here. So while Target can, can manage these things, right? They probably have different, they have suppliers for different products in different countries. So if it goes up in one country, say from China, well, they can just order it from Vietnam or the Philippines or another area of the world where they import a similar type of product. So that's one benefit of these large multinational conglomerates is they have supply chains that are very robust, very much more flexible than kind of smaller companies. And if you look at, uh, I know Paychex puts this out, a, a list, uh, uh, an index of employment for small businesses, it has been hurting for over a year in negative territory. So it's really the large companies that have maintained our job creation over the past year, year and a half since the trade war started. And I think that's only likely to continue. Now, tomorrow's Invest Talk, restaurant spending is set to hit a high mark in 2019. $863 billion. Consumers are choosing to spend more of their budget on dining out. What that might tell us about the economy for now. That story tomorrow. But for now, I'm Justin Klein. And I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. The time is now. And if you act now, the benefit to your financial future could be measurably significant. This is your chance to sharpen your investing skills through a valuable online classroom learning opportunity. InvestTalk Academy. Enrollment in InvestTalk Academy will introduce you to a weekly series of live investing classes conducted by KPP Financial Principals and InvestTalk hosts, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. You'll profit from a critical degree of focused mentoring led by Steve and Justin. Hear their full analysis of the market. Follow along with charts and data points. Understand technical and fundamental analysis. Develop the mindset to become a successful investor. InvestTalk Academy offers an unprecedented value for serious investors. Register now at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Here's a quick Invest Talk programming note. Next week, on Thursday, August 29th, Justin will be welcoming a returning guest expert to talk about real estate. His name is Chevy Atkinson, and Chevy is a leading real estate professional who has helped a number of investors grow their long and short-term rental portfolios. Chevy Atkinson will be Justin's guest next Thursday, and you can call in live with your questions. Now Justin is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin. Uh, my name is John. I'm calling from Kerrville, Texas. Love your show. I have a question about Energy Focus Inc., EFOI. It's kind of a garbage company at this point, but they've got a $3 million contract and a possibility of this Navy contract. Long story short, I was uh, kind of like a bounce from a dead cat. I got in at $0.60, cents, 4,000 shares. It was trading today at about $0.54. Cents. My question for you is, what kind of limits would you put on this? I know it's incredibly risky and volatile. I was kind of thinking in the range of $0.45 cents 
getting out or if it got back up to, you know, 60 to 70. I was talking to my buddy who's an investor, and he said on the projections to hold out until he thinks it would hit $1.20. So I appreciate your uh, time, and I'll uh, listen tomorrow night for your answer. Thanks. All right, he's looking at Energy Focus Incorporated. They manufacture energy-efficient lighting products, provides lighting solutions in public and commercial markets. So it sounds like what uh, the caller said is they landed a $3 million contract for the U.S. Navy. Now, my big question is how long is that contract over? Is that a, a, a one-year contract, a 10-year contract? Is a $3 million spread over one or five or 10 years? Who knows? You know, that's my big question because they do about $3 million in sales right now per quarter that has been declining down 32 percent year over year last quarter earnings are negative so you're right it is definitely a garbage stock from a financial perspective not doing well at all only about a six million dollar market cap has lost money every year since 2016 and is projected to continue to do so and if they got this contract are they actually going to make money on it they they've shown that They aren't good at pricing their products and actually making margins on it because their margins are negative. So I definitely would be weary of this name. Now, these type of penny stocks, because it is trading for 47 cents at the close today, these type of penny stocks can get boosts based on news like this. And it did. It did uh, earlier this month or late last month when that news probably hit. Now, the support is 46 cents. That's the low of this re- recent trading range since that report. So if it breaks that 46 cents level, that's when I would absolutely be out. Now it's at 47 cents. It's holding on by a thread. Could it get another boost? Yes. But any boost that gives you a decent uh, out, I would absolutely take and if it breaks 46 cents, I would absolutely be out of the name. Thanks for the call. That was Energy Focused Inc. EFOI is the symbol. Now, today was the start of the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. And this happens every year at the near the end of August in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and it's hosted by the Kansas City Federal Reserve. And it is a big deal because It gets together about 120 different attendees, central bankers from throughout the world, Federal Reserve System members, economists, financial organizations, academics, U.S. government representatives, and some press as well. And they talk about the future of monetary policy. And Jerome Powell, President of the Federal Reserve, is going to have a speech tomorrow And it's going to be important because, like I said before, he said it was a mid-cycle adjustment. The rate cut last month was a mid-cycle adjustment where the market is expecting a prolonged easing cycle. Now, right now, the market is pricing in a 25 basis point cut in September, a continuation of the 25 basis point cut from last month. So the market kind of is expecting that. But what they really want to know is, does Jerome Powell continue to believe that they're going to be slow to lower interest rates? And I think he's going to say that. And the reason is, is because typically, 
central banks or the Fed has eased 30 to maybe 500 basis points, sorry, 300 to 500 basis points over the span of a recession to get the economy back moving again. Now they only have roughly 200, 225 basis points to cut in the event of a recession. And so he's going to be very slow, I think, to use these bullets because that's really what they are, 25 basis points at a time. Unless he sees some sort of crisis, I think he'll continue at this 25 basis point cuts until the economy, or if the economy turns around, then he might pause. Now, the Fed meeting minutes came out yesterday, and it was a mixed crowd. Some of the Federal Reserve members thought, eh, we don't need a cut at all. Markets are near all-time highs. Economy's slowing, but not that bad. Others thought we should ease 50 basis points, or the Fed should ease 50 basis points last month. So this is going to be a crucial speech to what the market expectations are, not just for the Fed meeting in September, but the subsequent ones through the end of the year and even into next year. Because the market wants more Fed easing. That's what the market is used to. The market has been addicted to for 10 plus years is when are we going to get more money printing? When are we going to get easier monetary policy because fiscal policy has not really helped until recently. You know, the the tax cuts, increasing spending uh, from the government by the Trump administration, those two things certainly have, did boost the economy in 2018, 2017. But now the market is, that's that's in the past. We have a divided Congress. So the market is even more dependent right now on what central banks are going to do for asset prices. I'm Justin Klein. You're listening to Invest Talk. And I think it's safe to assume that you are serious about your investing and financial future. You want to grow your wealth, right? And that's why you're here. And as you go along with your investment decision process, you have different emotions that creep into your judgment process and fear is usually the strongest of them. And so what you need to understand is what type of risk is in your portfolio? What type of risk can you handle? You know, when the market's gyrating back and forth, three or 4%, that's easy. People, most people don't get too scared of that. But equity markets typically have 10, 12% pullbacks in any given year, sometimes even more. Can you handle that? Is your portfolio willing to handle that, able to handle that? One way we help clients or listeners is through our free risk analysis tool. It's called Riskalyze. It's on our website, so you can go there and take it. It'll give you a score of 199, give you a sense of what type of investor you really are, and making helping you make sure your portfolio is invested that way as well. Now I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and if you live or work anywhere in Southern California or the New York City area, 
Steve Peasley has added new dates to his portfolio review consultation opportunities. Serious investors understand that a balanced portfolio is essential to achieving financial freedom. And Steve Peasley can sit down with you, analyze your positions, and then offer to make strategic improvements. Steve is added Thursday, October 10th for San Jose, and he's added Thursday, November 7th for New York City. There is no cost and no obligation. Don't delay. Head to the Portfolio Review page at investtalk.com and register now. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Love the show. Had a question regarding the balancing of stock investing with student loan debt. I'm a, currently a student right now, going to have be graduating in probably the next few months and have some unsubsidized student loans um, that have yet to start accruing too much interest. About, the interest rates on them are about 3 to 5%. Just wanted to see what your guys' take on balancing investing in the stock market and other means of methods versus adding money towards paying off my student loan debt. Look forward to hearing your answer on the show. Thanks. Bye. Great question, especially with the student loan crisis that we have in our country driven by you know, a, a policy that just gives loans to everybody, which I think is a very poor policy by our government. However, if you are saddled with a lot of student debt, you do need to make that decision. How much do you allocate to paying down debt? How much do you allocate to saving for retirement, investing, etc.? Now, what I would say is the first thing you should do is if you have a 401k, you're getting a company match, you should maximize that. Everyone should maximize that, making sure they're getting the full company match. Why? Because that's free money. It's whether it's a 50% match or 100% match uh, on your contributions, that's guaranteed. And that's basically like earning that level of interest rate in one year or in one second, really. And you're never going to beat that. Right? So even paying down your student loans, even more than you need to, that's going to save you on interest, but it's never going to be saving in your 401k with company match. So once you have that, then I would say focus on paying down that student debt. Now others might say, well, let's put some money into say an IRA or a Roth IRA in particular. And that's not a bad strategy either. I think it all depends on how low that interest rate is. If your interest rate may be 1% or 2%, then maybe allocating to a Roth makes sense. But if you're paying 5 6 7% plus on a student loan, you want to be paying that down as quickly as possible and avoiding that interest. So I know it's a battle that everyone has. People have a battle with paying off all types of debts, mortgage rate, mortgages, credit cards, personal loans. And I always say you want to err on the side of conservativeness, because that's how we are, that's how Steve and I are, and paying down that, inter- that those loans for financial flexibility, 
and saving automatically on the interest that you're paying on those bets. So I hope that helped. Thanks for giving me a call. Now let's talk a little bit about elder abuse. Elder abuse. This is something that is plaguing a lot of Americans. And it's hard for family members to really get a grasp on on how to handle it, right? Because you really need to sit down with your parents or your grandparents and have a tough conversation. Not many older people want to admit when they have lost their cognitive function and their ability to make sound financial decisions. And you can talk to an older person and have a great conversation, a very normal conversation that they seem very with it. But when it comes to deciphering financial decisions, those type of abilities tend to go before most other cognitive abilities. And about $2.9 billion annually is lost to financial exploitation of seniors, those 65 and older. And often, it's from family members, friends, caregivers. They commit more than half of the crimes. Happened in my family. My grandfather's sister, she had four children, just like my grandfather did. And three of the four were great kids, great careers, did very well. But there was that one, and I think we all have them, that black sheep of the family. It, it addicted to drugs, in and out of jail, ended up living with her and convincing her to invest in a company that he would start. Right? And I think it was a computer repair company or something. And ended up stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to buy drugs. And she wanted him to succeed, wanted him to get back on his feet. And she ended up having to sell her house in order to live in retirement. Her husband had passed away. He was a lawyer, did very well. But because of this exploitation... She had a seller house, beautiful house in LA area, and moved to a condo. So after the break, I'm going to talk a little bit more about steps you can take to avoid this type of situation. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We have one goal here, and this is to help you achieve your own version of financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now at 888 chart On the next Invest Talk, restaurant spending is set to hit a high mark in 2019, up to $863 billion. What this might tell us about the economy, that story tomorrow. But now Justin Klein is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call Justin, 888-99-CHART. 
888-99 chart 888-992-4278 now before the break i talked a little about a personal matter that for my family where there was some elder abuse by a family member and i want to touch on some things that you can do to help you avoid this situation now first is to have a family conversation sit down and talk about it and make it even a two-way street and that, that's a good way to get that older person who may not want to have that conversation, may not believe that they are susceptible to fraud, to have a more collaborative effort with the family where maybe you share an alert, right? Where if something happens in an account, there was a, a large purchase or something, multiple people get alerts on both sides where you they get alert from your account and you get an alert from their account. So it's a more two-way street, okay? And I know it can be hard to talk about these things, but it's a lot easier to do it beforehand than after when money is gone or money has been spent, money has been stolen, right? And it's easy even after the fact to say, you know, you messed up, you did this. But you want a willing participant. So do everything you can to avoid saying, hey, you have this problem. Just make it a preventative thing and a collaborative effort with the entire family. And then you want to create a plan. You don't have to do it all at once. You can start bare bones, but start with an emergency. What happens in an emergency? Who are the financial professionals, trusted advisors, lawyers, accountants, financial planners, brokers, etc.? And then look out for red flags. Uh, You know, are there a lot of mail coming to the house or there are a lot of products that they're ordering and boxes that are coming regularly check in with neighbors make sure there's not any weird things happening at the house you know every once in a while so those are things that you can do also make sure the proper documents are created such as a will or a living will a, a durable power of attorney for health care and financial decisions deeds insurance policies investment accounts Gather all of that information in one place so you know what to consider, what to look at. Now, think of life insurance policies, for example. There are many that go unclaimed because the family didn't know about it. You have life insurance, but they pass away, but what, the family never collected because they didn't know it actually existed. Okay? And get alerts on financial accounts, like I said. If one of the parents or one of the, 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 the couple passes away, come a, come a widow, a widower, what did the one that passed away, what was their role in the, their financial life? And someone likely has to pick that up that's not the person that who is still living. You know, it's going to be a younger family member that typically picks that up. Let's go to Cherie in Texas, looking at SRI. How are you doing, Cherie? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, CLB. Thank you for taking my call. From? I'm looking, so you're looking at, at CLB. CLB. Okay. Yeah, so this is Core Labs. This is a oil field service company. And they have a long, long track record of profitability. 
And I will say that they are cheap at these levels, but it is in a downtrend. It's broken longer term support. We actually had this relatively recently and we're out of it uh, because it just broke long term support. And frankly, you know, we weren't willing to wait around for what eventually could be a great return to glory and profitability, but it's just not there anymore. So, um, you know, if, uh, if you're willing to wait around for a lot of volatility, uh, a, a lot of potential downside uh, for, you know, three, four years from now where I think this will eventually come back. It's hard to know exactly when, but you're going to have to wait a while. Let's just say that uh, most likely. So I would need to have a very long-term time horizon if you're going to hold this name in the near term. You know, like I said, just broke some long-term support and I wouldn't own it for the near term. Thanks for the call. I'm Justin Klein. That completes another Invest Talk program. I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Please come back tomorrow. Steve will be here and I return on Monday. Remember, next Thursday, I will be having a special guest, real estate expert, Chevy Ackeson. Get your questions ready. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1 800 557 5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.